Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Well, the Eagles got to Super Bowl five years ago, and let me say, we want it back. As Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5 lead the way with this song. Jetta Cameron, John Rich, and of course, we always love talking to Mike Quick. He's going to be calling the game. He's going to be flying out there tomorrow. And he joins us every single Tuesday at this time. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're great. Super. We are great. Mike, there's Super. so many ways to go here. <laughs> let, me, let me start with this. Um, broadcasting a Super Bowl. Do you get extra yeah. nervous? in the you know hour or so leading up to that game as opposed to a Sunday in October? Um, I don't know if, like, leading up to the game so much, like in the hour, but um, at some point leading up to that game, it does get a little more emotional. It has the two that I've been a part of than other games. Absolutely. How about Merrill? We'll, I, t- we'll talk listen, to Merrill. I got to tell you. Yeah, I yeah. got to tell you. Since you asked, since you asked the question, yep. I, I did shed a, I did shed a tear before the last one because I knew how strong this team was after they beat Minnesota at home, um, and I just felt like we were going to Minnesota to win the Super Bowl. So um, <laughs> I remember kind of during during yeah, it's kind of during my prep, I um, I dropped a tear. That's great. That's great. Mike, what about the Merrill component? I mean, we haven't touched base with him yet. I'm sure we'll have him on the show either tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday. But what's it like working next to him when he is just in full throttle Merrill mode? What was that like five years ago? Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, it's hard, but I just try to get out of the way (laughs) and and let him do his thing. Uh, But sometimes it's hard because I am too caught up in the moment. But – you know, he's so great at capturing the moment. I try to just get out of the way, but it's it's so cool to, to watch and witness, um, and I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Well, reminder to everyone, and I don't think it requires a reminder, but I'll say the game right here on WIP Sunday night, Maryland Mike on the call, Howard, of course, on the sidelines of the whole deal. Mike, let's get to the game. Uh, John and I, James, and basically 100% of callers find it bizarre that it's such a small point spread. Uh, we know Kansas City's great. We just happen to think the Eagles are much better. Um, why do you think it's such a small line, or do you think it's an appropriate line and that perhaps there is a little overconfidence in town? Well, I think we, when you look at both these teams, they've been number one in their respective conferences all season long. The way that Kansas City scores points, you know, their first, the first offense in football and yards and points scored, um, all of these things factor into it. The fact that the Eagles over the past a few weeks, haven't really thrown the ball with authority the way they did in previous games. So there's so many things in that mix. And, you know, these smart guys that put the point spread out each and every week, they're usually pretty good with point spread. I don't – I'm not a better, but I know just from listening to everybody uh, talking about the small margin. And to have a game that ever since we recognized that it was going to be Kansas City and and Philly – I think the point total or the margin has only been two and a half points the, the entire time. I think that's the biggest margin I've heard. Yeah. Uh, 
I agree, it, and it hasn't changed much lately either. Uh, so this Chiefs team in the Super Bowl, three of the last four years, how much does that experience help their cause? I think that helps them a lot, that they've gone through it, that they've got enough guys that, that are in that locker room that have been in those situations. Uh, it helps them a lot. But then there are individual guys on that roster that have never seen anything close to this. Yeah. You know, if you look at their secondary, they're playing so many young guys. They're going to play so many rookies, especially when they go to their sub packages. They're not used to this. They've they've never been on a stage like this, uh, just like some of the Eagles players. So I don't know how much that's going to be a factor, but I do think at some point it, it could definitely be a factor and, and a contributing factor that you have guys that are inexperienced, uh, especially on the back end of their defense. So last week, I, I don't know if you heard, Brandon Ayuk was talking about something in the Eagles' defense, in their coverage most likely, that the 49ers' yeah. offense was planning to take advantage of, and then they couldn't because their quarterbacks all broke. What do you think? Win, 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 What do you think that was? What was Brandon Ayuk talking about that the 49ers were planning to take advantage of, and can the Chiefs take advantage of that? Well, I'm sure he was talking about the possibility of getting some one-on-one uh, situations with the defensive backs, be it Slay or Bradbury or taking on the safeties. I'm sure that was part of the game plan. Um, and, and it will be just part of the game plan on Sunday to try and get one-on-ones and take shots against those guys. When you have skills, wide receivers, and they do in San Francisco, you want to try and create those situations. And when your quarterback goes out, of course, as a wide receiver, you're, missing, you're thinking about all the opportunities that you missed out on. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I think about this when I heard that. You know, I thought when I thought we were going to Super Bowl, the one time that I had a chance as a player, we ended up in Chicago in a in a fog haze where we couldn't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. Now I, I can still cry about that because I know the strength was, hey, we can get quick on the outside, throw the ball deep, and he'll go get it. Well, I didn't get a chance to do that mm-hmm. nearly enough because of the fog. So Brandon Ayuk will have to carry this just like I Yeah. <laughs> it's it's forty years later. I'm still carrying that. So that'll that'll be Brandon Ayuk. How do we how do we cover Travis Kelsey? Very carefully. I, I think you wanna make sure that he doesn't get clean releases all the time. At least slow him up, make him go a different path. You gotta try and reroute him a little bit. If you just let him run straight down the field, run his route on your defense, then uh, it makes it too easy for he and Mahomes. I think you're going to have to double him some, especially in clutch situations, third down situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get into the goal line area, that's his territory. You want to make sure that you got uh, two pairs of eyes on him, especially when they get down into the red zone. Mike Quick with us here. Of course, calling Super Bowl 57 here on WIP in a couple of days. Mike, I made a comment yesterday. I'm curious if you agree with this statement. And, of course, you go back as a football fan of the early 70s and you've seen, you know, hardcore all the players, you know, since you came in the league about 40 years ago. Tell me if this is accurate. Patrick Mahomes is not one of the five most accomplished quarterbacks of all time, but Patrick Mahomes plays at a level that is one of the five best in the history of the National Football League. Agree or disagree? I have to agree with that. He's, he's not that accomplished yet just because he's still young in the league. 
I think he has a long future ahead of him, and there's so much more that he's going to do as a quarterback in yeah. this league. His skills are just off the charts. Mike, just to frame yeah. it, just to frame it, prime Mahomes like what he is now, that's the most prime he's been, prime Mahomes versus prime Peyton Manning versus prime John Elway. Who are you picking? Wow, that's pretty good. When you threw in Elway. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty good one right there. But he's right. But he's right. But he's right there, right? He's right there. Yeah. No, he's right there with the best of them. In terms of uh, accuracy, arm strength, uh, mobility, uh, and ability to run. Like the mobility is different to me than the ability to run. Uh, He has that ability to run, but he also has that mobility in the pocket where he can avoid pressure and, and avoid all of the hits and still find his target. Uh, he's he's really special. He's a special quarterback. How likely is it that Andy Reid throws it too much in this game and ends up neglecting the run game <laughs> to our satisfaction? Well, well, here's the best scenario: is that get, getting the Chiefs in a situation where they're playing from behind, and Andy has to or feels pressured to throw it all the times, right. all, all the time. And, and I think that's that's how this thing plays out. I think if I went back and watched the uh, Cincinnati game when Cincinnati beat them in the regular season, and it was really Cincinnati keeping the ball away and keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. They had these long sustaining drives. They were able to score touchdowns. They forced Kansas City to turn the football over a couple of times. Dude, if, if the Eagles are able to do that, yeah, it's going to be another party time in Philly. So uh, it – to our chagrin, we found out that Legereus Need cleared concussion protocol, uh, yep. cornerback for them. How much does uh, that boost the the Chiefs' defense? It helps them a lot because he's, you know, Snead is really the intelligence on the back end of their defense. Not only is he one of the better athletes, but it allows Spagnolo to call a lot of switch up the coverages and call things that he can't call. He's got to be pretty vanilla when you've got four rookies in the secondary and you can't do as many things as you want to. Mm-hmm. But with Snead back there kind of directing traffic, it allows him to do a lot more things, allows him to bring pressure when he wants to bring pressure. Um, and some of the things that he really wants to do, down deep, Spagnola wants to pressure the quarterback, get hits on the quarterback. But when you just have that young secondary Many times he finds himself playing a lot more zone coverage. Mike, I'm curious. You know, you know Andy Reid obviously better than, than than most of us, to say the least. How much do you think he has a, a burning desire to win? And, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, he's either going to win or lose this, and he's either going to have two Super Bowls and have gone two and two in them, or he's going to lose and he's going to be one and three. He's an incredible coach. Is he? Is he dying to win this one? So I don't think that he's dying to win it because of the situation, that, that whole scenario, that picture that you just draw. Yep. I just think that Andy is uh, an in-the-moment kind of guy who just wants to win because I've got an opportunity right here to win a Super Bowl. And I don't think all those other things are really come into play. When it's game day and even in his preparation, he's just looking at trying to figure out how to break down that defense that he's going to have to score points against. And it's really just being in, in that moment rather than thinking yeah. about the, the big picture. You really count the, you know, the, your money after the dealing's done. 
you don't really get com- so if you let that get in the way, then you're missing the mark. You're not focused in the right area. And Andy is just not that way. Mike, one more on the Chiefs coaching staff. Steve Spagnuolo, who, of course, we knew real well from his time in Philly, and he's a good dude. Yeah, He he authored one of the great defensive games ever in Super Bowl history, stopping Brady and Randy Moss in 07. I mean, it was the front four, but Spagnuolo had a big hand in it. Does he yep. worry you from an Eagles standpoint that he dials something up that's different or effective in a way that, that stymies the Eagles' offense to a degree? Um, I don't think so. I just there there there's just too many ways that this Eagles' offense can attack you, and I think they're fully healthy now, and they've had all this time to work on you know the, their plan of attack, and they just make it so difficult to cover everybody. Howie has assembled too many weapons. Shane Steichen does an unbelievable job of calling plays. And this is just an offense that's very, very difficult to stop. I don't see Kansas City stopping this offense. Mike, you probably know from college football, Kirk Herbstreet has a rule when he's going to announce a game. He does not give a prediction. My opinion around here is we do not adhere to that sort of rule at WIP. Mike Quick, announcer, along with Merrill Reese of Super Bowl 57. What, sir? is your prediction for Super Bowl 57? We don't need the big build-up and the drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just expecting that the Eagles will win this game. Because because they're the better football team, I'm expecting the Eagles to win this football game. Love it. Hey, Mike, have a blast, man. I mean, needless to say, we're going to hear what you guys say for years to come, and I think it's going to be glorious. Thank you, Mike. I've had fun with you guys all season long, man. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. We'll wrap up the season next week. Thanks, Mike. All right, there he is, Mike Quick. That's great, man. I mean, it's I'm 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 almost feeling I don't know. It's not chills, but I'm feeling a little something extra here. Like he's going to call the game. Oh yeah, buddy. I remember not only the calls of the game, the videos of the calls of the game back in Super Bowl Fifty Two. He's standing next to Merrill. You know, Merrill's doing his thing. You know, Mike, you can tell Mike's trying to pick his spots and when to talk sometimes because you don't want to jump over the play-by-play announcer. You got you to be very careful with that. He did a magnificent job. It's uh, this is going to get real, man, real soon. This is going to get real, <laughs> real. I thought one of the coolest parts of that Super Bowl 52 was at the end of the game when we knew the ball had dropped yeah. and Mike could not contain himself. <laughs> I mean, he, he – he, he, it was just like right. like, so like childhood so level sure. glee. Totally. You know, like he laughing, laughter, There's just There's going to be a parade on Broad yeah. Street. Yeah. It's well, phenomenal. And, and, and part of what you hear with Mike, uh, and it's always special for me as a fan when you get this from, let's call him an announcer, which he is, is when the announcer played for the team. I mean, Mike's been an Eagle for 40 years. So that's part of what made his call it's got extra oomph. It been... matters to yes, him. It yes, it matters a lot. He's not just a journalist covering a game. Totally. Like he has, if, if he yeah. feels it. By the way, quick quick journalism comment. I don't know if journalism is the right term, but I'll just say this, and then we'll uh, get to the calls. I, I got to tell you, and the news came out yesterday. Guys, if I'm Fox, I- I'm, oh, not happy. Yeah. I'm not happy with Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, I'm paying the guy $375 million. Gap and the, year. And the first thing he says is, I need a year off before I announce. I mean, if, if you missed it yesterday, Brady announced he will start uh, in the booth in 2024. And I'm like, 
you know. <laughs> when I heard that, I felt like it had to be something that they had previously they might discussed. Have. Yeah, I'm sure it could have been in the deal. Like he yeah. has, the, he has the option to start immediately upon retirement, or the, or you know, the following year after that. But I just know Greg if I was, Olson's happy. well, I was about to, yeah. Well, but is he? But he's also like, I got one more year, and then I'm like, I think it's annoying where it's it's Greg Olson gets a chance to show everyone how good he is for another year, and then they're like, all right, bye, Greg. But yeah, it's just, he'll go to another team. Obviously, he'll be with someone. Someone, but, yeah. Like it's just weird. The whole thing's weird. The whole thing is weird. It is. All right, let's go to uh, to Wade right now. OG Wade in Chester. Hello, Wade. What's up, fellas? How we doing today, man? Amazing, OG. And, hey, Joey. Listen, man. Listening to that Michael Irvin thing, and I watched it last night. But man, it just hearing Jalen, it brings tears to my eyes because I realize where this kid came from. And the fact that we as people and as Michael Irvin, everybody wants him to say this, say that. He always going to be, like, just jailing. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. it's so authentic that you like, dang, I ain't even, you know, I'm thinking he was going to say this or that. It's just, he just keeps it real. And that's why I said when I first named him the Duke, it was because he never get too high, never get too low, and still he's sitting on a damn Super Bowl podium yeah. and still – ain't getting too high or too low. That is something to say, to be said about this kid and what his journey has been. And I think a lot of us don't really know it because when you're in the moment of saying that you don't want him to be your guy, you're not even really looking at him and looking at him. But and from my standpoint, and the reason why I felt he was a guy is because I looked at every – when we drafted him, no, he wasn't my prototypical type of quarterback that I wanted. But I said, I'm going to go look at this guy. And I looked at everything I could find on Jalen Hurts. And I said, this guy is going to be a winner. You know what I'm saying? And then when you see him play, you see the things he does. And I wanted to say this here, and this is very, very important that we, that we see this. We look at Jalen Hurts' playoff games as not impressive, right? And people say he didn't have numbers this next. Well, I won't say but not impressive, re- just less impressive than the regular season games. We right. And let me just make this point. Time. Right. Let me, let me just make this point. In the beginning of the season, in training camp, when him and A.J. wasn't getting on the same page, A.J. stated to the reporter, I told Jalen, just throw it as far as you can throw. You know, he don't want the jump balls, right? Now, look at uh, the ones he threw to um, uh, Devontae Smith. He prefers jump balls. Look at that playoff game. When he threw the ball to A.J. Brown, it was what? Too far. When he threw the ball to AJ Brown, I mean, uh, yeah, but AJ AJ is not asking him to intent right. to overthrow him intentionally. I mean, come right. on, man, it's it was a, a jump ball. What is well, it wasn't a jump ball. That, it was an overthrow, but no. it's all right. He's, he's no, allowed to have a mess. Wait, he's allowed to no, have no. a. He's allowed to have. Listen a to mess. me. I'm just just hear me out, brother. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I see the difference in Jalen's change. That when it's a playoff game, he's not putting the ball in harm's way at all. When it was a, a regular season game against the Giants, remember he threw the ball that was a 50-50 ball to Devontae Smith, could have been picked off, could have got him hurt. You don't see him making those decisions. Well, he's, he's been very careful. Wait, wait, give me an answer, man. Brother Combo, who do you have? Um, I would say Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy. You got it, man. It's a good one right there. Wade, appreciate the wade call. Wade better trademark his Duke nickname because that's catching on like wildfire, isn't it? Ooh, is that sarcasm? Oh, wow. <laughs> Richie. Holy mackerel. Whoa. I mean, wow. how many people that have you great. heard call Jalen the Duke? One. One. I heard one. one. 
Now, as much as I like the line. I don't think you should be that proud wow. of your nickname, the wow, dude. I love no it. one uses it. Now, phenomenal. James, as much as I like John's line, I kind of wish he had said it when OG when o- Wade was yeah, still on the phone. Yeah, it would have been better if he said well, it to him. I would have liked but... to have said it too, but you. you... Yeah, it's because Wade was just going to. He, he, <laughs> he just kept talking Wade's and talking. like, let me talk. All yeah, right, so this, this like, is hey. my time. All right, let's go to Jeff in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? Yes. You better look out today, man. You, you say something that gets Richie, man. He'll, he'll take a zinger know, at you. Right? Wow. wow. That was that was more shocking than anything in that in that call. I was proud of it. Pr- well, it wasn't in the call, but I was proud of John right there. You can Good hear work, it again John. at one uh, thirty on Friday in Job of the Week. There that's you for go. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Hey, um, I think the reason why the line is so small, a couple of reasons. One, because of Patrick Mahomes, and the other one is because the Eagles schedule, and we all kind of poo-pooed this, but I think they're looking at who we played and the types of other quarterbacks we played, and I, I don't really understand why it has to be that way, but, I mean, we, we kind of dominated those other, those other QBs. Very but much so, yeah. I think, I think that does have something to do with it. I really do. Um, well, yeah, there's, there, know, there's we, doubt if the Eagles are truly exceptional based on the fact that they really – um, have not played anyone that would really be scary and fully healthy. I mean, that's true. And they're hedging on the fact that while our defense was great all year, what's it going to look like against a quarterback of this caliber? And there's nothing to compare it to, really, as of yet. So maybe it's yeah. just a hedge. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Well, all right, the Jeff. The best team will face the best quarterback. No, oh, no, no doubt no about it. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. Jeff, give me a great answer yeah. here for a brothers combination. I'm going to go with Orville and Wilbur Wright. Wow, that's a big one too. Big answer. Wright brother. I got to read the book. David McCullough wrote a book on them some years ago, and I haven't gotten to it, but I'm looking forward to doing not that. A whole lot of Wilbur. I was Orville. I was going to say you literally stole the words yeah. out of my mouth. You never see him anymore. No. No. And one of them was in the first plane crash ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. He lived. Yeah. But one of them was the first plane. I remember that was a trivial pursuit question. Hmm. Who was in the first plane crash ever? And it's one of the right I wonder how high the plane was. I'm guessing not that high. Yeah. Because yeah. the dude lived. 15 yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Seriously. Because look, if it's 100 feet, and he was probably, you're dead. And at that time, he was yeah. probably like, I am God right now, 15 feet in You know how exciting that must have been? That's my point. I like, mean, think yes, about that. That's my point. Humans had never flown. I'm sure for centuries there had been a desire to sort of try to figure it out. Although for a long time, it was probably deemed inconceivable to right. an extent. You wouldn't even think the concept. You wouldn't think of it. Well, Leonardo da Vinci drew it up in his little sketchbook yeah. I know, in the 1500s. I know, but, you know, he was on a different level. Yeah. Like, let me put it this way. the I've had the dream of flying. I don't mean... Yeah, I think everyone. I mean the dream. actual dream when you're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. And I wonder if people... <laughs> yeah, we no, I'm saying as opposed to the aspiration. To no, I'm saying because some people would say dream means aspiration. Some people would say dream <laughs> means be a sleeping someday. dream. No, but I mean, like, in the year 500 A.D., did humans dream of flying or was it off the radar? It's an interesting question. You know, I mean, is. my yeah. guess is that people probably did not dream it. It's yeah, just my guess. are from the subconscious, so it has to come from somewhere. All right, coming up, uh, we'll talk to Elliot Shore Parks at 1145 today, get the latest from Arizona. Also up ahead, there is tonight, uh, speaking of dreams, a lot of kids that want to play sports, want to break big records, and there's one person who's an adult, no longer a kid, and he's going to break a record, and he's probably going to do it tonight, and it's a really, really big record in sports. 
We'll talk about that. We'll rock all the calls. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. The birds are heading to Arizona, and you can be there to win it all with the Game Time app. Get your tickets on the Game Time app, and you'll get $100 off those tickets by using the promo code RADIO100. You'll see exactly where your seats are in the stadium and even get a virtual view from the seats. It's amazing. And you can put that $100 towards your flight, hotel, or tailgate. Pull up the Game Time app, find the seats you want, check out the view from those seats, and use the promo code RADIO100. RADIO100 is the promo code. Game Time. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIP. Um, Eagles, just about all Eagles all the time, uh, including Elliott Shore Parks with us in about 15 minutes, 11.45 from Arizona. And obviously Elliott was all over the, the scene last night with that uh, NFL media day. Um, we'd be remiss, though, John, if we didn't mention that tonight LeBron James uh, is probably going to break the uh, NBA scoring record, which is just an enormous accomplishment. I mean, enormous he needs 36 points to pass Kareem. By the way, before we go into any LeBron thing, let me just say a major nod to Kareem, who I believe is the single most underrated athlete of my entire lifetime. I mean, no one ever talks about Kareem, ever. Guy won six rings. He won six MVPs. He's considered the greatest college basketball player of all time. He's held the scoring record in basketball for the last, I don't know, 39 years, I think it is. And by the way, did it in a way that did not involve the three-point shot which LeBron obviously has had, you know, the advantage of having. So I just want to say, like, Kareem just gets shortchanged. Look, on the LeBron thing, I'm really happy for him. Uh, and I will ask this Twitter poll question of the day because I'm curious where people come down on this. Do you care that LeBron is about to become the NBA's all-time scoring leader? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. My guess is a lot of people don't care as much as they would have from past eras. Um we get frustrated with our stars on the national level on a lot of different levels, a lot of different accounts, and records just don't seem that the record book thing. I mean, baseball, you know, got the record book thing got crushed by the steroid era, and obviously that's not what this is with the NBA. But I just wonder if people fundamentally care as much anymore as you used to. My guess is they don't care as much as they used to. But I will tell you this: this is a big one, and I've got it here, and I'm, I'm sending you guys a, a text, John, you and James. You guys can look at it because I wrote down to me. Like the, the nine main career records in the four main sports. Now, to be clear, this is not um, single game records like Wilt with 100 points. This isn't a season thing like Barry Bonds with the 73 homers. And this isn't a streak thing like Joe DiMaggio with the 56 games. To me, the nine big ones, uh, like basketball points scored, baseball, career home runs, career hits, I mean, obviously career wins for a pitcher, but it's just in a totally different category. The rest of these we've all seen broken in our lifetime. In the NFL, it's rushing yards, passing yards by the QB, passing TDs. That's been handed down from just in the last, like, 30 years. Marino had it. Favre had it. Uh, I think Breeze had it. I don't know if Brady – I don't even know where it is Brady now. has passing yards. Yeah. Touchdown scored is a big one. I remember uh, – I, th- I think uh, Jim Brown had it or Walter Payton, and then Jerry Rice got it. Walter Payton had it for sure. Yeah, TD scored. Okay. And then, of course, NHL goals and points. I would say this, guys. I think what LeBron's going to do tonight, and I do think he'll do it tonight, 36 points. I think it's third behind only home runs in baseball and hits in baseball. I think it's the third biggest career record out there, and it's a big deal. I agree with you. I would put it third also. 
But I'll be curious, John, to see how people react to it. You know, I mean, some people love LeBron. Some people get frustrated with him. Um, you sure love him? I don't love him, but I like him. I don't love him, but I like him. I respect him as a basketball player. I, like I respect him. I don't really like LeBron, him. I respect him. Who do yeah. you love if you don't love LeBron? Because it seems like you love him an, no, awful, an I, awful lot. No, well, I respect the greatness. I just I get frustrated. Like just as a so friend, who do you love in the NBA currently? Yeah, I probably don't. Are love- you loveless? Yeah, I'm loveless. Toward the NBA. Boy, you're such a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I love Steph. I don't love the Greek freak. I like him a lot. Like, here's one of the problems. How do you with... not love the Greek freak? Well, I, mean, I don't love him. I like him. He's unbelievable. I, he's not a sixer. I, just, uh, I'll... I like the Greek freak more than I like LeBron. I do, too. Hey, here's one of the frustrations with LeBron. The, the, the week he's going to break the record, he's whining yesterday about not getting Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, at some point, you know, enough. Enough all that. So you get a lot of that with LeBron. Sure do. But anyway, I, I'm happy for him. I mean, what an accomplishment. He'll, he'll probably pull it off tonight. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. If you want to mix in a little LeBron, in addition to all the Eagles talk, obviously feel free. Tom in Abington right now. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How are we doing today? Just great, Tom. Very excited, hey. Tom. We got this uh, Super Bowl thing in five days. Yeah, just to clarify, um, OG is a Jalen Hurts fan, right? Correct. Okay, <laughs> I just wasn't sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, 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 Tom, I love how he's got like an explanation, call it an excuse or whatever for the overthrow. Oh well, he he yeah. didn't want it to be intercepted. Like he's allowed he's to have an extra careful because it's the playoffs. <laughs> he missed. He missed. <laughs> he had a bad so, throwing day. Right. Hey, Joe, did you seriously not know that the Super Mario Brothers were in fact brothers? I swear to God, I didn't know. So who Dude, who I are the brothers? Not... You were thinking? I never thought of it. Be. I I wow. mean, I never thought of it. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought you would outdo your chicken wing theory, but yet here we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, but, 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 Tom, to be clear, I mean, let me explain to you why I think I didn't know, okay? Okay. Normally, if they're brothers and there's a title to a game, it would be called, like, Super Jones Brothers. Like, it's Mario Jones and it's Luigi, Luigi Jones. Like, mm-hmm. why does a guy's first name – Get into the brothers. That's where I think I got confused. Luigi yeah, gets. Over, you over. You overthought it. Maybe well, no, they do. They, 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 named it. they don't have last names. Hold it's on, just Mario yeah. and Luigi. So why is it named Super Mario Brothers when Luigi gets completely left out? You see what I'm because saying? Mario's because Mario's they reverse brother. Mario's the one that's Hold named on. after. In Japan, yep. they reverse the the names, like the surname oh. and the the first name. Oh. I mean, maybe don't they give more. Emphasis to the the first name than listen the last. You could be well, right. That's there. Stanford ed- education right there at its finest. That's pretty good. If if that's the reason, that's pretty impressive by John. Right. Potter. I think it's probably not the reason, it's but I, I like it as a theory. Well, the reason is it. they don't have last names. I just told you there are no last names. <laughs> but, it's Mario but, and Luigi. But, but James, no don't names. you understand how Luigi gets? I get your point, but I mean, like, right. you, you you hear Super Mario Brothers. What do you assume? You just assume it's I didn't. You know what, James? <laughs> maybe. maybe Maybe soon Brothers was the last name of Mario. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, Tom, what do you got on the Super Bowl? Okay, so um, I keep hearing how even I think the last caller even said it, how, you know, uh, the Eagles defense has not yet faced uh, a quarterback of this caliber in Mahomes. And while that's true, I totally agree with it. He hasn't faced a defense like ours. Yeah, I feel the same so, way. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that Wild just hurt. cancels it out. Well, he did. Wild. Well, he did face the bill. I will say this: 
he lost to the Bills, and they had a lot more players healthy back then. Yeah, and that was they weren't close to the Eagles' production. I know the Eagles they were, were pretty better. good, man. Before they They're lost not, some of their players, I mean, the Eagles are number one defense in football statistically. Them and the Niners. No, no I get, close. but James, Von you're missing Miller. my point. The Bills were earlier before they got injured. They were very, very good defensively. Right, they were, but I'm right, saying but the they were not as good as the Eagles. Yeah, not right. close. Was Von Miller in that game or not? Because he I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. Past, he right? does. We could look it up. Tom, so give me an answer. The, listen, the what? rest of the country just has to catch up with us on Jalen. I mean, we yeah. did this with Jalen early on. He's used to it. And when they go out and lay the smackdown 43 to 24 Sunday, <laughs> he's going to cement himself. He's going to be one of the top five quarterbacks, and the rest of the country will have to recognize it. Tom, give me a great brothers combination. Step brothers. Step brothers, sure. We're nice. going real life or fiction. And, you... uh, have not seen that. I did, correct? and I oh, hated you it. Did? You didn't I, like it. I, Remember, I you didn't it finish it. Yeah, I did like two thirds. I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm done impossible. with this nonsense. That's impossible. You were the only one. Maybe. Yeah. But I'll stand. I'll. I, you need me on that wall, John. You want me on that wall. I got no problem being I don't on that want wall. You on the yeah, wall. I don't think I want you on the wall either. Okay. Well, I want myself on the wall. <laughs> cool. If, it, if a movie really want to be on the wall, the movie's a bad. I don't think you really want to be on the wall. Yeah. Depends what kind of wall we're talking about. Well. Jack's wall. Yeah, if I got to be there in Cuba and people can shoot at me, as you know, Jack Nicholson saying, you know, you do not want that. What did he say? What was the line? You, you, you think you can come down here? I wake up three hundred yards. I from eat a, breakfast. I, I eat breakfast three hundred yards from a bunch of Cubans trained to kill me. You think you can come down here, wave, wave a wave of something, and scare me? And then something about saluting and something about uh, you haven't really experienced life. I like that you life. went like half in he went, that Jack Nicholson. That was a Jack Nicholson. Like that, but he didn't really go for it. It was hard. That was a Jack impression. I can't do Jack, guys. I can't do it. We know. That might have been one of your better ones. I don't, I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Elliot Shore Parks joins us shortly. I don't know. Let's go to D- – James, we should do a side-by-side. Of you and Jack. Yeah, me, yeah. And, J- me and Jack from yeah. that scene. We can do that. We'll, we'll get to that in the 12 o'clock hour. Let's go to Dewey right now in Royersford. Hi, Dewey. Hey. Hi, Dewey. How you doing? How you doing? How you Amazing. doing, Joe? How you doing, John? Great. How you doing, James? Just great. Go Good, Birds. Buddy. Yeah, for sure. Go Birds. Yep. Uh, and by the way, those all-time records, they're, they're overrated. They're not overrated. You know how many, like a lot better baseball players there are than him? Dewey, are you are you kidding me? You're dogging Pete Rose for having the all-time hit record. He, he, he tracked down Ty Cobb after like seventy years. Oh my! Exactly, that's my point. Dewey, last no one's come close played, to Pete Rose. Last couple of years he played, he was putting himself in the game over guys on the bench that were better than him, just uh, so he could beat the record. That's that's why I don't respect him. Besides, he's no character. Well, he's got character issues. I mean, I, I think to dog Pete Rose for getting the record, I think is unfair. But go ahead. Uh, I disagree. Okay, that's all right. Okay. Um, I want to talk about I, this team's actually reminding me that the reason I'm confident we're going to win, uh, you win games like this with tackling. And we got this great tackling defense. It's reminding me of that 70 Steelers defense that has wow. all those Hall of Famers on it. And uh, that's, that's kind of what I told James when you know, he was asking me what I want to talk about. Uh, Josh Sweat, he actually reminds me. Different position. He actually he actually reminds me of an old eagle. He reminds me of Seth Joyner, meaning when he gets your hands on you, you're going down. And then the defensive line, those guys remind me of like Joe Green, L.C. Greenwood, <laughs> White White, Ernie Holmes. And that's you're talking about a great team. You think? And then the last point I would say it's it's things that people don't think about unless they know football. That Chauncey Gardner Johnson we got. Yep. He reminds me of Donnie Shell. 
Donnie Shell's in the Hall of Fame from that Steeler team. He wasn't even drafted. That's that guy, you know, he got put in the Hall of Fame a few years ago. All right, let me ask you yeah. one question, Dewey. Let's just play this out one more way. Go ahead. Does Jonathan Gannon remind you of Bud Carson? Um, I haven't seen Gannon coach long enough. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, in a short period of time, he's, he's got us in the Super Bowl right now, and we're, and we're going to win. So he's obviously a great coach. There you go. All right, Dewey, give me a great – in honor of Jason and Travis Kelsey, great brothers combination. Uh, I'm saying this one because toughest position to play in baseball would probably be catcher and shortstop. So uh, Mrs. Molina had three major league catchers. Yeah, the Molinas are, were pretty amazing. And of course, the Phillies told one of them last year, it's time for your ass to retire. Hey, get, so- get out of the sport. Phillies are, Phillies are coming through and advancing to the next round. Have um, we turned the corner on Jonathan Gannon? Like, did, I think did, he's good. It, I, I agree. I turned the corner a year ago. I'm, well, meaning, I'm, meaning like I'm four months ago. We, the collective we, yeah. as Philadelphia sports fans, is everyone on the same page now? I doubt it because I think there's enough people that had enough hate that it's probably still some, but I think a lot of people have turned the corner, would be my guess. By the way, I'll just say this. The Josh Sweat thing that came up in a comparison, the player that because it's not Seth Joyner, the player Josh Sweat reminds me of was uh, is Derek Burgess when Derek Burgess got good when he was finally healthy. Mm. Derek Burgess in 04 was very good down the stretch. I don't, I don't know that I Why not? That. Just different. Uh, I mean, I, I played with Derek sure. Burgess. D- different kind of guy. Josh Sweat is more the prototypical edge mm-hmm. rusher. That I really appreciate the, the length. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Burgess didn't have that advantage. It wasn't the same life. The it wasn't yeah. the same life. Hey, coming up in one really minute. Really good, though. Tough player. He was, and right when he got good is when he became a free agent and took off, which yeah. was a shame because he was injured during his yes. earlier time here at the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, he did a nice run with the Raiders as well. Coming up in one minute, one minute, Elliott Shore Parks live from Arizona. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you know that a great point-of-sale system can truly make a difference in your success. It's hard to find a company that offers everything you need and is willing to customize a game plan to fit your individual needs. Well, if you've been looking for the perfect POS partner, you need to call my friends at PDQ Signature Systems. PDQ has everything you need for success, including mobile POS, self-service kiosks, enterprise reporting, contactless functionality, data and cybersecurity, and the best service and support in the industry. PDQ POS is the fastest, easiest, and most reliable POS available. That's why PDQ POS has been the top-rated restaurant management system for over 35 years. Whether you have a single location restaurant or thousands of locations, Joe Flynn and his team will create a custom game plan that will help your business succeed. Trust me, if you want a point-of-sale system that will truly make a difference, you need PDQ POS. Schedule your free demo and business consultation today at pdqpos.com. That's pdqpos.com. All right, our next guest was uh, in the middle of all the action last night, NFL Media Day, Media Night, and uh, Elliot Shore Parks in the scene in Arizona. Hey, don't. Elliot. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good, buddy. So, Elliot, we saw all that we saw on TV, which was a lot, but you saw a lot more than we saw. Take us inside that building last night, the sights, the sounds, the things that stood out to you from the Eagles and from the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, it was was crazy. It was everything uh, that you think media night is going to be. It was incredibly packed. There were, I mean, it was almost sold out in the arena, just in terms of fans watching it. And I think from the Eagles' perspective, uh, they did an awesome job. I think, you know, going into it, there was a lot of talk about how would Jalen do in this setting? How is Nick going to do? I think they both came across really well. And even just talking to other media 
here that don't cover them every day, a lot of people were really impressed by, by Nick and Jalen. So I think that was probably the main takeaway. But just in terms of it being a circus, I mean, at one point, Andre Dillard was blindfolded, shooting bas- you know, shooting basketballs into a hoop. Uh, you know, they were bringing around baby pitchers and asking the players to guess which of their teammates there were. Uh, it was all types of crazy things going on. But, yeah, I think Jalen and Nick really came off well. What was the most memorable thing that you saw? Well, Andre Dillard blindfolded trying to make a basket. That is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, honestly, though, what would stand out to me is in terms of most memorable. So this will be my fifth Super Bowl that I've covered, and I've seen them with Tom Brady in it twice. And the crowd around Jalen from a media perspective and just the reaction to him when he came out on the stage reminded me of how I saw Brady when I was covering those Super Bowls. Wow. Just in terms of hmm. a complete infatuation with everybody in the building having on Jalen. I mean, the, the media around him, the fan reaction, just, you know, the, just everything. Like, I, I, you know, when Tom Brady, those Super Bowls I covered, you knew the second he got in that room because all eyes turned to him. And that really was how it was with Jalen last night. More than Mahomes? He was getting more attention than Patrick? Yeah, I think so for sure. Wow. And and for what it's worth, there were more Chiefs fans there last night, right? So you would think that hmm. it would have it would have leaned. Mahomes, there were more Chiefs but... than Eagles fans. Yeah, last night at the event, the, I think in inside of the arena, there were there were more Chiefs fans. I do think since I've been in Arizona, there are more Eagles fans. So you know, who knows? Maybe Chiefs fans just got tickets and Eagles fans didn't. But I thought last night there was. Definitely more Chiefs uh, jerseys wow. in the stands than Eagles fans. Is, is this the friendliest Super Bowl of all time? <laughs> so you got me. It's a good question. Uh, I mean, maybe. You know, I, I think watching last night, there was a there was a portion where they were both uh, on the stage together, and yeah. you know, the hugs that Andy got seemed genuine. Uh, you know, watching Jalen and Pat and Patrick Mahomes talk, not just when the cameras were on, but even when they weren't. You know, just seeing them kind of catching up. Obviously, the Kelsey brother thing. So. Yeah, I mean, you would think in a Super Bowl with a former head coach there would be some level of animosity. But, yeah, last night there there was not. Elliot Shore Parks with us from Arizona. Elliot, were there any revelations last night? Look, we all digest and consume so much information on the Eagles, and we know so many twists yeah. and turns of their story. But is there anything that came out last night about any Eagles that's new information that really grabbed your attention? In terms of new information with Eagles players, I wouldn't say so. Uh, I thought the biggest piece of news about last night was uh, Chiefs cornerback Ladarius Sneed saying yeah. that he was going to play. Yeah. So you know that's a big deal. Like he he's their best corner by far. Um, but in terms of things Eagles fans might not have known about players, no. I mean I think this team has always been really good about being open, right? I mean we've learned this team's personalities throughout the year. So I, I think from that perspective, there probably wasn't much new last night. I was struck. I will say, Elliot, I was struck by where Sirianni took his answer when asked about Andy Reid firing him. Talking about the what he referred to as a, quote, chip on your shoulder, meaning his own shoulder. Yeah. He didn't have to go there. He did. He chose to. I thought that was noteworthy. Yeah, I mean, but also on brand, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, Nick, is a, Nick is a competitive guy. Um, I think because sometimes we talk so often about Jalen having a chip on his shoulder, it gets overlooked that, there's a lot of similarities between Jalen and Nick. Nick. Nick was mocked when he was hired by the Eagles from that press conference. No one else interviewed uh, Nick besides the Eagles. And although, you know, it's not really a firing because he was changing staff, like Andy did fire Nick. He decided not to keep him. So I, I agree it's a little surprising he was so open about it, but it's very on brand for who we've kind of learned Nick to be. 
Hey, what is the sentiment about the matchup there in Arizona? We know that here in Philadelphia, everyone is incredibly confident right now. But but what's the the, the overreaching sentiment about the the way the game's going to play out there? Yeah. So I, I will say, every media member I've asked has picked the Eagles. Like, and not not just like other beat writers I'm talking to, like national reporters that I see at Radio Row. Just I haven't found one person that's that's picking the Chiefs. And how so, many? And how many is that wow. a sample from? Ten, twenty? What are we talking about here? Yeah, you know, eight to ten off the top of my head, yeah. something like that. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not doing like a a poll, but just in <laughs> you know walking around talking to people and stuff. Like people people really really think this Eagles team is not just going to win, but they're very good, and they're not wrong. I mean, the Eagles are an outstanding team. This is much different than seventeen when I remember being in Minnesota and, you know, the idea that the Eagles were going to win was laughable. Like, I think the, the overarching sentiment here is the Eagles are the better team and that they're going to win the game. Nice. Well, that feels good. That feels right. And yeah. That's, uh, we're exactly how we <laughs> Elliot, are what, situated. Elliot, what is on the docket today? Yeah, so today uh, is a more of a traditional, a more of a traditional media day. Um, the Eagles are down at their team hotel. The uh, media is going to head down there at around 2.40 your time, and there'll be more traditional press conferences. Nick will speak. The, the players will speak to a certain extent. And so that'll be today, tomorrow, and Thursday. And then at that point, they go dark. So these next few days should feel a little more normal than they have probably the first two days in Arizona. Hey, did you notice last night Patrick Mahomes was talking about our defense and man coverage? This was something that, you know, just a snippet, but I found it interesting that, you know, with what we've seen this year, which is we're, we're pushing so hard for man coverage, we hope to see man coverage. Mahomes was actually talking about how that's something they really have to contend with. Do you find that unusual? Uh, um, so I didn't hear the quote, but I don't think it's unusual for people outside of Philadelphia to speak about the Eagles defense different than it's discussed in Philadelphia, right? I think that, and again, being here and the fact that so many people think the Eagles are going to win, I think this idea that's in Philly that the Eagles' defense is soft or that they need to change how they play, that's not really how people view it outside of the Mm. city. So, you know, to hear Mahomes, and again, I didn't hear the exact quote, but to hear Mahomes, it sounds like speak highly of the fact that when they play man coverage, that's a tough, that's going to be tough for the Chiefs. That's not surprising because I think people view the defense at a high regard outside the city. Elliot, great job. Make sure you eat a lot of steaks out there. Make sure you expense <laughs> it to WIP. I'm expecting you to come back with a big bill and nothing that you yeah. personally yeah, owe. Maybe some presents for us. You Ooh. know, right. a thought. You know, a little Super Bowl swag type of oh, thing. I like just that. A, just a thought. It's T-shirts, hats. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's the best outcome because uh, the boss is out here, so I'm getting the steaks and I don't have to pay. I don't have to expense <laughs> it. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You don't have to ask for reimbursement. Well done. Elliot, stay good, exactly. buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm sure we'll talk every day this week. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Yep, talk to you guys so. All right, Elliot Shore Parks. All right, coming up at 12, uh, b- 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 12.30 today, Ron Jaworski. Jaws at 12.30, usually with us on Wednesdays, but Jaws next hour. Also next hour, you'll hear audio of Nick Sirianni last night, some of what he said and more. Uh, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, guys, this Valentine's Day. Give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky, naturally nude pajamas. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas. They feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie. The texture and touch of these pajamas is seductive. So much so that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. She'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all. And, of course, you can order today. And save 25% signing up using promo code NUDE. That's promo code NUDE. 
let me repeat, promo code NUDE. 25% savings on best-selling Valentine's Day gift like this. Awesome. Pajamagram.com. Pajamagram will even wrap up the whole gift for you for free. 25% off naturally nude pajamas when you sign up using promo code N-U-D-E. Promo code NUDE to order naturally nude pajamas.